What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Crypto Cronies. We're on episode 17. And of course, you have your hosts, me, Fede, and Alex. Today, we're going to be talking about three things that have happened recently in the crypto world. Um, New York crypto regulator removes Ripple and Dogecoin from token greenlist in the latest update. Uh, Deutsche Bank to hold crypto from institutional clients. That's uh, going to be in Germany. And then... Um, another crypto bro takedown we'll save that one for the very end and you know you'll just have to watch to figure out what happens but uh alex if you can start us off with the numbers yep so bitcoin is a little bit higher than it was last week last week we were like twenty six thousand range this week we're twenty seven thousand one hundred and sixty, and ethereum is at 1600 bucks like it has been for the last forever it's interesting that it's holding so steady yeah, it's on steady wins the race. Okay, cool. Let's start off with the New York uh, article. Yeah, let's go. New York regulators are cracking down on crypto listings and delistings by creating a stricter standards and transparency requirements. And this is coming from the New York State Department of Financial Services, or the NYDFS, which is proposing a higher standards for coin listings and delistings in the cryptocurrency industry. So... The proposed guidance aims to take to make standards around coin offerings more robust and transparent. And the NYDFS wants crypto firms to evaluate a coin offering before adoption and consider specific criteria before delisting a coin. So the main character here is the NYDFS superintendent, uh, Adrian Harris, which stated that the guidance is necessary to address deficiencies found through examinations and to protect customers and safety. Now, crypto companies regulated by the NYDFS now must uh, submit a, a firm-specific coin listing policy and seek approval before listing or offering custody for a coin, unless it is on the regulator's green list of approved coins. Right? She also removed Ripple and Dogecoin from the token green list. Um, nearly 20 cryptocurrencies from the list and, and nearly 20 more from the list and the new guidance. They used to have 25, about 25. Now they are, we're down to eight. Um, on the new framework, um, ask crypto firms to draft their coin listing policy in mainly three areas, which were the first one is governance. Uh, the second one is risk assessment and that there is a monitoring, uh, monitoring procedures. Um, now the proposed delisting framework requires firm to detail their decision-making process for delisting a coin, including events that could prompt, uh, you know, removal and execution plans. So it's delaying the delisting basically in a way. Now that NYDFS has been, um, using this position as leader and regu regulating the insurance and banking sectors to set the regulatory agenda for crypto nationwide. Now this entity has levied 132 million in fines against uh, crypto companies and also the closure of Signature Bank back at, back in March. And now, interesting here, their their staff has been growing and 60 staff members to focus on crypto, and they're tripling in size over the past two years. So they're beefing up the the staffing for for the crypto space. And that's the New York Department of Financial Services staff. 
Right, right, right. That's a great point. So this one affects our companies listed in New York only, right? But now the, the reason this one is important mainly is because anything coming from New York, from this type of regulators, is pretty much leading the rest of the regulatory uh, framework for the rest of the country. So this is kind of a uh, leading indicator, I'll say. It's crazy. So I was, I was reading into the article, uh, so lists that is it removing PayPal dollar or it's keeping PayPal dollar as well? Oh, I can tell you right now. I got the list right here. So let's read, uh, let me go down the list of the green and, list. And points. real quick, just a question. The green list is approved crypto that is for like what, like approved what? Like I can't use Ripple in New York. I'm, I don't quite understand. Listen and delisting coins, right? So if anyone from Bitcoin and Ethereum wanted to create a coin, um, then they pretty much has a fast track on it. Anyone else outside of this eight coins I'm going to read, they will have to create this framework that is risk management and a lot of bureaucracy basically okay. um, behind it. So we got Bitcoin, of course, Ethereum, Gemini, Gemini dollar, GMO, JPY, uh, GMO USD, PAX Gold, PAX Dollar, PayPal Dollar. So Alex, PayPal Dollar is still there. That's funny. So PayPal dollars issued by Paxos and in the article, they talk about how, um, they wanted Paxos to stop issuing the Binance US dollar. Um, so it's kind of funny that they're allowed the PayPal dollars issued by, by Paxos, but not the Binance dollar. I know the Binance is under a lot of, um, under regulatory scrutiny right now. So that may be why, um, but yeah, and to answer your point, John, so, uh, companies that are getting a DFS license in the state of New York, they can only custody those, um, cryptos that are on the approved list. And why those, what do those cryptos have in common that, you know, say Ripple doesn't have? Uh, so they, there's like an, I, I don't know, this is me speculating, but, um, there's a question of, uh, like which coins are actually decentralized. And so. Uh, Bitcoin and Ethereum are viewed very much on the um, decentralized side, Ethereum less than Bitcoin. Um, and it sounds like the other uh, cryptos that are on the list are all um, stable coins. That, so they're just pegged. They just mimic a real currency. Okay. Um, so those ones probably have like a reserve, like we talked about in the last episode. Mm -hmm. um, like $1 equals one PayPal dollar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. What kind of uh what kind of um shockwave, I didn't want to use the word ripple, what kind of ripple effect do you think this is gonna have on the New York companies that are gonna choose to stay or open up or maybe leave? Is that such a is this such a dramatic dramatic change that those things could happen? Honestly, it seems like something that they could like probably find a like a loophole around, like just be have their company domiciled in New York but get licensed elsewhere. I don't I don't know the actual legal framework around no. uh, this specifically, but I'm sure that there's some sort of loophole that people can get around. Um, yeah, yeah. My my take on it is it's more so you start seeing how regulators are thinking about this space. You start thinking about, you, we start seeing evidence of a, a green list. So you start seeing how some coins and companies are favored by it and some other ones are removed from it. 
um maybe might limit any ability of shit coins lot in the market that could be a one unintended or intended uh positive outcome but other than that is just uh it gives us an early view of how regulation is going to shape out for for the rest of the entire space in the u.s and again that's just kind of my read on it yeah especially at the state level mm, yeah uh, and i'm curious if states like kentucky even have lists like this well okay, so kentucky's actually a, a very they're on like the cutting edge edge of crypto regulation oh uh especially with mining um because they have a lot of old factories and infrastructure in place that are abandoned and so they're giving a lot of tax credits to crypto mining companies um so yeah kentucky is like the one of the first crypto friendly states from a regulation standpoint mm -hmm. um along with you know like wyoming texas um yeah yeah so fun, okay. yeah yeah that is a, that's all a lot of interesting news um yeah. okay I don't have any more questions about this one. I mean, I think it's interesting Deutsche to Bank. see the government is um, oh, sure. finally starting to get into Deutsche some Bank. sort of regulation. Oh, yeah. And Deutsche it's Bank. kind of going into our next uh, next article. We're talking about um, custodying crypto. Deutsche Bank is going to start holding crypto for institutional clients. Deutsche Bank has partnered with Swiss crypto firm Taurus to provide custody services for institutional clients' cryptocurrencies and tokenized assets. Taurus said in a statement on Thursday that it's partnering with the bank uh, to help spread institutional adoption of cryptocurrencies. Um, so this means that Deutsche Bank will, for the first time, be able to hold um, a limited number of cryptocurrencies for its clients, um, as well as tokenized versions of traditional financial assets. Um, they did go on to say that the crypto trading is not in its immediate future um, plans, but um, it's hoping to eventually offer it later on. When Deutsche Bank is a German bank, for those of you who know, it has about 1.3 trillion assets. An equity of sixty-two billion, right? So this, pretty much all over the world. Do we have any banks here that hold crypto? I know we had talked about um, in a couple episodes ago that there, you know there's like Visa, Mastercard, and all those other things with other companies. Mm -hmm. What what banks here are the most crypto friendly in America? Great question. It's a good question. Yeah, because we just had <laughs> we just had the really crypto friendly ones go under, um, like that, Silvergate. Uh, yeah, I was going to uh, say Silvergate. Delvergay was the big one. Um, no, but uh, one of the largest banks in the world that custodies assets, not just crypto, but uh, traditional assets, is BNY Mellon. And they mentioned either earlier this year or last year, late last year, that they are going to start um, offering custody services. Yeah. Um, and I think there's also, actually, right, this right here in the article too, uh, Standard Chartered and Society Generale. Uh, are both going to start offering custody services. So what this means is you could they they will just hold on to your crypto for you, so you don't have to have it on you know Coinbase.com or have it on a your own wallet. Um, so they will. Sounds awesome, but that sounds so scary. You. Yeah, they're they're keeping they're keeping the the private keys, right? What uh, that I don't know. Yeah, I don't know the yeah. So you you don't have your own private key, so that's the downside. Yeah, yeah I think there. if there's scary. anything people. Learn the, the agreement, Alex. I don't, I don't know what you think, but the agreement is basically as a 
custodian, they will secure your your assets. So let's say in this coin is crypto saying, we gotta make sure this is safe. You're not gonna get hacked. Give it to us. But again, you're turning your keys. Exactly. You know, say like, they, is that insured or what? <laughs> like, what happens? Yeah, uh, you know that's. Bitcoin. And the base yeah. is like, oh well, we didn't really believe in that anyways. So I guess we're not gonna <laughs> just pay you. Because that's what's going to be interesting because I think, I don't know if things have changed, but I know on like, uh, so for Coinbase, exa for example, like all your assets are insured up to $250,000, but that's only US dollar, I think, that's held in your Coinbase account. I could be wrong now. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I don't know whether they're going to extend some sort of like insurance policy um, over their crypto held assets, but um I mean, that'd be great if they did. That'd be cool. I think I think that'd be a huge way to attract people. I was about to say, I feel like that'd be the only way that it's safe. And that's only safe for people who are holding a small amount. If it's only like $250,000, like you can't have like crypto companies like that are mining or, you know, doing yeah. other things have like their right. whole entire stockpile of cash in there. Or crypto, yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I, I think of it as, as a custodian again. I'm mean, here. Here, you guys' perspective here is more so if you need to make some type of moves that are maybe stopping you from keeping your crypto in a, in a cold wallet, which we touched on in last ebb, which is your hardware basically offline. Mm -hmm. It's right. So that one is a physical I need to plug something in my computer, bring it to my warm wallet, and maybe trade, sell, buy, or buy an NFT, whatever that is. I think if you think about custodian, maybe. Since you're not keeping the keys, you can trust them that they will perform your 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 trades as a, maybe e trade account or some type of Merrill Lynch type of thing. I, that's the only one of the things that I will consider something like this guy's or Coin Coinbase, right? Because that's basically what Coinbase does. Um, yeah, and what's, what would be nice is so problem that we have as a crypto company is yeah if we pay invoices or you know we have to liquidate crypto in order to to pay the ones that won't accept you know us dollar coin or or bitcoin and so we have to take the crypto from the platform and then we have to uh do like a two three-day wire to uh the bank and then from there um incur more wire fees to then send it out so you know we're losing on sending from the platform to the bank and the bank to the actual vendor um so it'd be nice to have a bank that also we could just click sell Bitcoin and then immediately send a wire and cut out multiple days and lower fees. Um, so we had something that Deutsche Bank is going to offer along with, you know, BNY Mellon and the other banks, uh, they're offered uh, custody services. Mm. So that's, that's, I think that's a huge value to be had. Yeah. yeah. I think it's like definitely the next move forward. Um, yeah. yeah if, if you see a player like Deutsche in it, um, maybe older investment banking, will enter the space, right? So one, one has been very silent with crypto solutions as Goldman. You don't ever hear them. And if you tune in to the earnings and, and their strategy and all that stuff, they don't seem very eager to touch crypto. But you start seeing Dolce in it, maybe, maybe more similar banks that cater to ultra wealthy might start offering them. And it goes through like normalization of a product of currency or asset class. So, um, I just, I agree with Alex. It's just very interesting to see how, um, slowly more players are entering the, the space.
Hmm. Yeah, it's definitely a step in the right direction. I think the news today is very uplifting. Um, except for maybe this one. Dun, dun, dun. Um, first, I want to apologize for calling this person a crypto bro because I would say that they're not a crypto bro. Um, more of a entrepreneur and genius. Mark Cuban, unfortunately, has suffered $870,000 loss in a Meadow Mask crypto wallet hack. So if I understand correctly, it was all in his MetaMask and it wasn't in like Coinbase or anything like that or what? It was, from my understanding, it was in one of his MetaMask wallets. So you could have multiple mm-hmm. wallets within your MetaMask wallet. Yeah, so yeah. the loss equated to $870,000. Uh, it doesn't say exactly what it was or what coin it was. Um but he quickly transferred all of his remaining funds from that wallet to another crypto wallet and rescued approximately 2.5 million USDC on Polygon. Um, he also claims to have secured all of his NFTs on OpenSea, but you know that's all just um, hearsay. Uh, it's interesting because a lot of what people would consider old money had totally dissed uh, crypto when it first came out. And Cuban was totally on it and um, said it was a decent investment and compared it to gold. Um, So at the very beginning, too, he also said that there are risks that are going to be associated because it's a digital asset. But, you know, that's what he's seeing now. Um, uh, Alex, what did you do the math on for $870,000 compared to Mark Cuban's overall wealth? Yeah, so Mark Cuban, we wanted to figure out how much of a hit this was on Mark Cuban, uh, which it is not any what? sort of big hit. So he's got five, alleged, according to Google, it's a, he's a, his net worth is $5.2 billion, um, and the 800000 of that is um, 0.01% of his net wealth. Ooh. So he'll be fine, right? Yeah, I don't think he's going to lose sleep over it. Yeah. And it was funny because the, the nervous. I was yeah, no, nervous. I was getting ready to lose sleep for him. Um, Mark, I was raised no. to else, and it was uh, Mark. No, we're sorry, <laughs> sorry about your theory of, but um, it was like a Twitter account that noticed it at first. I, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, um, I'm. I don't quite understand this. This sentence right here is the only yeah. thing that touches on it. It says the suspicious movement of funds from the wallet identified on EtherScan as Mark Cuban two was first noticed by a blockchain expert after 160 days of inactivity. So you yeah. can, so because everything's in, is public now, or is like uh, out there in the public, uh, there's people on Twitter, you have all these Twitter handles that will just be monitoring certain wallets that they've identified as um, certain somebody's or Yeah, exactly. Um, and I, kind of like the article was saying, um, they started saying, oh, uh, Someone's moving money out of this wallet. It's a lot of it in like regular increments. And uh, I think they were exchanging it for like Matic, Polygon, another crypto. Mm-hmm. Um, loading it up somewhere else. So the, yeah, that's it got flagged by one of those Twitter accounts first. And then and Mark uh, Cuban was like, Yeah, it's my account. I got, got. Mark was scrolling Twitter and he goes, that's my account. That's my yeah. wallet. And then so, Mark Cuban's just yeah. like, you know what? Send that guy a gift basket. You know, yeah, he better. deserves it. 
Send a send him a Mavericks jersey. Thanks. Yeah. He seems like a reasonable guy. I don't know because he's show up on TV negotiating a Shark Tank stuff, but he seems like a reasonable, personable. I don't know anything about Mark Cuban. Yeah, I don't know anything about Mark Cuban, but I've seen a lot of other billionaires talk on on TV, and Mark Cuban seems to be the one that sounds the most um, human-like, if that makes sense. Personable. I would agree. Yeah. But... Yeah. Well, we, we, yeah, Crypto Cronies does not endorse Mark Cuban. You know, you know yeah. how they, they, they go down in a week with a lawsuit and yeah, yeah. we're not <laughs> neutral. Seems like a good guy, though. Okay. Well, that's all we have for today. Yeah. Good um, stuff. Yeah. If anybody has any questions, you know, our email's in the link. So send us a email, comment on the YouTube video. Do your thing. Hit us up on Instagram. But other than that, keep on buying that crypto. Bye. See you, everybody.